Welcome to another episode of Kiss and Dwell. We are so excited to have you back. Joe, who do we have as a guest today? Today we have Matt Redmond. I'm so excited to have Matt with us. Um, do you know Matt? I don't, but uh, from what you have said, you've used your word, hashtag lovely. My many, word many of times. the year, <laughs> lovely. No, he is lovely. Uh, Matt is the owner, the new owner, um, and like I believe head agent of DGRW, which is one of the top agencies in New York yes. City. Matt is wonderful and his client roster is stacked and all of their resumes are stacked and he is just the loveliest person. He and went he to took the time for little old us, little old us. Absolutely. <laughs> um, he's awesome. He's worked at so many places as director, as, as casting, as an agent. So he is well-versed in the world of rom-coms and theater and acting, and it's going to be a very fun episode. Yeah. So sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of Kiss and Dwell. You got nothing to do when you're feeling blue. Distract your mind, grab a bottle of wine, turn on your screen, get ready to stream. Listen to us fall under love's spell. We'll never tell if you kiss it well. This is always like the most awkward part. <gasps> Hi. Hi, Matt. Hi. Oh my goodness. Uh, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Is my like sound okay? I don't have like a mic or anything. You're so fine. You're don't worry about it. More than fine. Okay, how, great. How are you? <laughs> Pretty good, you know, hanging in. Same all you old. can do. All you can all, do. <laughs> literally, literally all you can do. Literally, we were just talking uh -huh. about New York and how I'm not in New York. <laughs> Welcome to my childhood bedroom. Um, I'm in <laughs> I'm in Massachusetts living with my parents, you know, living the dream. Oh, fun. Um, yeah. I was saying how I do miss New York and Joe was saying, don't worry about it. <laughs> there's nothing going on at all. Yeah, not really. <laughs> no, there's really, really not. Like no. you can wait like a few weeks for an audition and then like not do well <laughs> and go back to normal. Yeah, so, pretty much. Pretty stay much. in Massachusetts. Megan, you want to give the rundown of how it's going to work? Yeah, sure. So basically, we're gonna <laughs> go through the movie. I make a list every week about the things that like triggered me romantically in this film. And so we'll go through all of those. Obviously, they're a little geared towards me. So if you have any that kind of pop up that branch off, feel free to like bring them up. And yeah, I just want to hear your thoughts. I was really excited when you said Sweet Home Alabama, because <laughs> what it was about it when I was growing up and Joe also agreed it was like the movie that we watch with our mom just continued to watch i feel like i've seen it like 30 plus times i i mean i knew that when you asked me to do this and send me this list i would pick something with reese witherspoon but <laughs> but i honestly picked it because i've obviously seen it so many times but i hadn't seen it in so long mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. i actually forgot how it ended <gasps> yeah <laughs> i love well, that it, for you that's amazing it had, been, it had been that long it was like halfway through the movie i was watching with my roommate and i was like i don't remember what happened <laughs> that's so, the best though but that's yeah. shocking i feel like it's on tv like every other day like it's always on like e or no, something the e network no i pro i probably haven't watched it in 10 years i don't know like or less i don't know oh maybe a little less you have been but... deprived of I know. <laughs> oh, the classic 
I know. Okay. Yeah, it's not legally blonde, but it's it's a Reese Witherspoon like iconic. It's a staple. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a staple. Oh, for it sure. is a staple. All right, we'll get started. We're gonna start talking about you and introduce you a little bit, Matt. I don't know. I feel like we might have met before. I don't know if it was through like a showcase or whatever, but if not. I know you through the internet. I think at 2021, <laughs> like internet acquaintances and friends. Yeah. We've stalked everybody there is to stalk. Um, past truly. Months. <laughs> so I know you went to OCU. Correct. Amazing. Oklahoma City University. Kristen Chenoweth, Kelly O'Hara, the yes. whole crowd. The, the, the gang. The oh gang, the, the trio, Kristen, Kelly, and Matt. That's us. <laughs> That's us. Um, and you went to school for <laughs> acting. I did. Um, I went to school for acting. I always knew I would not be an actor. <laughs> okay. But I didn't really know what else to do in mm-hmm. college. So I used majoring in acting as a way to figure out what yep. to do. Or even in high school, I was already kind of dipping my toe into like directing and like producing and mm-hmm. anything I could, like putting on concerts. And my public high school had a strangely good theater program and so I took like so many theater classes and Mm -hmm. so when I got to college you know I was you know auditioning for the shows and everything and like being in them and stuff but Mm -hmm. I always knew acting was not where I wanted to land and then my sophomore year we had to do juries they're the worst yeah they're they're pretty intense for an acting school I was like very chummy with the professors because I was like I worked in the office and Mm I they knew I wanted to be taking on leadership things as well and one of the professors was like do you want to be an actor like after my jury and I was like no (laughs) I I, I don't really want to so I minored in directing and also took like any other Mm -hmm. non-acting class I could and figured it out and then my the summer before my senior year I moved to New York for three months and interned at 54 below in the programming department and from there those producers got me a job as a PA on a Broadway show that summer and so I was just navigating like anything I could that wasn't acting and <laughs> avoiding at all then costs. yeah avoiding at all costs they're avoiding like, Pearl Studios they oh no you don't want to go they, there anyway not at all I had to go there once like two years ago to, for a showcase and it was mortifying more it's power terrifying. to you it is it was terrifying. it was horrible it was horrible so yeah really just trying to major in anything that wasn't Pearl Studios <laughs> and after I graduated, I worked at the Muni for okay. a while because I'm from St. Louis. So it's like kind of a hometown place. And I assistant directed a couple shows there. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be a big director. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> and then that experience kind of like crushed my confidence as a director. <laughs> I love it. I love the Muni. It was mm-hmm. incredible. Uh, it just made me realize maybe I'm not a director. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a dream job for an actor. Yes. Um, and just it's a lot of work on the other side of the table mm-hmm. because of the, you know I love it. I love the people in charge there. Mm-hmm. They're incredible. I learned so much. It was just I realized it wasn't the kind of work for me. For sure. And then I moved to New York and worked at Manhattan Theater Club. And I also quickly realized that work was not for me either. <laughs> it was just like, just after crossing up months, boxes. I was like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking about it. And, you know, I all my friends, like, jokingly always called me their agents. I was always, like, mm-hmm. I would, when I was looking for job postings, I would see, like, EPAs and stuff. And I would, like, send it to some of my best friends being, like, you should go for this. And so I just started applying for every assistant job that there ever was to be had. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get a lot of them. And I got a couple of them and picked DGRW. So I started there as the assistant. 
Amazing. And then worked hard, worked my way up, but also to be perfectly honest, lucked into some really good timing. Mm -hmm. And um, the cards were just really in my favor a lot. So I worked my way up. And then when COVID hit, took over. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations to that. You, <laughs> I know, you. have worked hard. Um, well, that's amazing. <laughs> so you grew up in St. Louis. I did. How was that? I loved St. Louis. Yeah. I, I was very lucky. I had a great upbringing. Mm -hmm. I lived in a great home with great parents. I have a twin sister and an older brother. Mm -hmm. um, it was a really great place to grow up. And I always That's say wonderful. like if I didn't want to do, if I didn't want to do anything in the arts, if I just wanted to like be boring and <laughs> get married <laughs> and have kids, like, <laughs> right. like I would do it in St. Louis in a heartbeat. Like St. Louis is great. Missouri. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Are you like immediate St. Louis or were you Missouri? Yeah, I live in like the suburbs of St. Louis. So okay, like, so you weren't like Ozark. Oh, absolutely not. Great. Um, Missouri itself is oh its own issue, but St. Louis is great. Very supportive arts community. Mm -hmm. Some of like my closest friends from high school are still my closest friends in New York. There's a huge St. Louis community in New York. Mm -hmm. My dad's from Arkansas, Mississippi-ish. Cool. Um, and so I spent every summer growing up in Arkansas. And like the South is very much like combined into like one big thing, but like upbringings are, are vastly different. Like you just said, you have like normal St. Louis, which is pretty Midwest city for the most part. Oh yeah, St. Louis is totally the Midwest. Anytime yeah. I like meet someone in New York, like, where are you from? I'm like, Missouri. They're like, oh, the South. What's that like? <laughs> right, Absolutely <exactly>. not. <laughs> like, no. I, I went to college in the South. I did mm -hmm. not, didn't, was not no. born and raised in the South. <laughs> it's, you like cross a street and you are like in like red territory. And, yeah. Like, it's, the South is a very scary, yet at times beautiful place. Um, yeah. And that's how college was too. Oklahoma City itself yes. is kind of like, a bubble in Oklahoma. Oklahoma City is mm -hmm. a very, and Oklahoma City University specifically, is a very blue gay bubble in in a place like right. Oklahoma. OCU is nicknamed out of the closet university. So there <laughs> yes. you go. Gay by May. Literally, <laughs> gay by May. Those yeah. girls getting their rings by spring. Perfect. Like, oh, well, we're very excited to have you today. It's so I'm nice so and refreshing to, to like not have an actor um, and get some like <laughs> different different perspective and different energy. Um, totally. So Sweet Home Alabama, Megan, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. I, again, I'm so excited. It's funny that you were talking about like red versus blue a little bit within that last conversation because me and Joe were just kind of warming ourselves up for this discussion before you hopped on. And uh, <laughs> I was asking him about would he choose Josh Lucas or would he choose Patrick Dempsey? And then he said that, oh, well, Josh Lucas obviously voted for Trump. And I just like, yes, completely didn't even, it went, and I was seeing someone in college that was a Trump supporter. I know dark days. Um, and, and I looked over then and like now as a 25 year old, I'm like, there's no way I would ever go out with him if he had told me that, but watching this movie, I still ignore the redness of the movie. Yeah. I, maybe I'm giving him a little too much credit. I don't feel like he voted for Trump. I feel like he didn't vote in 2016 and then voted for Biden in 2020. Okay, we're but like didn't Fair. But like doesn't I'm gonna care. go with you on that. I'm gonna go Like, with you I on feel that. like he's the type of man who like, I mean, we can get into it, but I just feel like, <laughs> I, I feel like he's the type of person that is like this, I don't care, this doesn't affect me. And then four years later, he's like, eh, maybe this hasn't been so good. I guess I'll vote for like the less bad old white guy. Absolutely. <laughs> but wait, okay. 
this is one of my questions about the film that I always get confused about. So maybe this might clear this up a little bit. So there's a scene before she finds out that she's going to the Deep South Glass place mm-hmm. and she flies with that like hot model and like gay fashion guy mm-hmm. and they fly somewhere. But did they, where did they go? I saw a thing that said San Francisco, but are they going back to Alabama after like planning the thing? I never know where they are, but if they are in San Francisco and he decided to establish his business there, there's no way he voted for Trump. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so maybe we can just say that. And I think they're going to New York. Yeah, that's what I thought. I think they're going to New York. I don't know. I was always been confused, but okay. Well, let's just make a scenario for ourselves. Let's just say it's in California and he's like living his best deep South. It's a safe space. He's going to have a bi-coastal business by the end of the movie. And exactly. Yeah. And yeah, he didn't vote for Trump. Okay. (laughs) I'm just going to say that. Uh, Out for discussion. I I think so. I think so. He's not perfect, but I don't think he voted for Trump. Her parents definitely did. Yeah. Her parents did. (laughs) Her, I think her mom might've been persuaded in 2020 otherwise. Agreed. Oh so like I want you to like get out of here and like yes and know. she feels stuck in the south she wants to spread her wings and fly but she feels it's too late for her oh yeah I so, mean her name is Pearl yeah <laughs> we do love Pearl poor Pearl <laughs> we feel for her she definitely wanted to be like a dancer on Broadway and it just didn't work out for her <laughs> oh, I'm oh maybe she still does community theater like they're doing like steel magnolias or something and yes she's in it. oh I hope so God. She... with the woman from the bank who's who's in it too <laughs> Yes, yes, and everyone who works at the diner. And yes, yeah. the woman at the diner who's always like lurking in, on the gossip. Yes. <laughs> they are doing Hello Dolly every yes. summer in oh, rap. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. oh my God, I'm dead. <laughs> okay, well, hoping for the best for them in their universe. Okay, I'm going to get into my points. My first one, I guess me and Joe both said too, was like, we weren't particularly like triggered. There are some movies that we've gone through that we were like, oh my God. Usually though, it's a high school film. But the last two movies we've done, it's been more older characters. So luckily they've shown the progression of life and knowledge and, and <laughs> wisdom that, that it's not as bad. But one thing that really touches my heart and also makes me like kind of jealous and sad <laughs> in, the same, in the same moment is the very first scene gets me when they're like little babies and- Ugh. They mm-hmm. fall in love and then they're in the rainstorm and he, she's like, why do you want to marry me? And he's like, obviously that famous line. So I can kiss you anytime I want that. Just the idea of like childhood romance of being with someone since you were like 10 and then marrying them eventually. And I don't know. I think I'm sad that I didn't have like that kind of love, but I guess viewing it now, I feel a little cringy about people <laughs> that have been together yeah. for the longest time. Like one of my friends from high school, she has been with her boyfriend since sophomore year and they just got engaged. Of high school? Mm-hmm. That's horrible. <laughs> I mean, good for her. I'm glad that you, you know. I can't physically imagine if I was even still in contact with the boy I dated in high school. Uh, like, yeah, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't, I don't even know where he is. <laughs> We don't know where he is. is Maybe we'll right? find him. Yeah. If you're I, listening to the podcast, yeah. <laughs> contact I us. I honestly couldn't even tell you the last time I thought of him until this conversation. <laughs> oh, gosh. We're bringing up moments. So we are triggering you instead of the movie. Yes, it's, it's, not, it's not triggering. It's just like. <laughs> That's good. I, I cannot imagine. No. So. 
it's I have a few friends not from my high school but friends that we went to other high schools in Chicago and sure there's a few of my friends and I, I'm thrilled for them and they are all lovely and like one is expecting a baby it's they're a few years older um but it's me it's just, it, <laughs> eyes it, go wide <laughs> it couldn't be they're in like they're 30 by now um but like could ah, be, ancient couldn't be me not ancient but like not 20, <laughs> 25 i could not imagine having a child absolutely um, not oh my god, god no me pregnant right now i couldn't even imagine pregnant. what would i do with it um <laughs> but it's such a strange notion i think growing up in like not a rural place um the south oh my gosh yeah arkansas all my cousin's friends had babies in high school and they are still with those people or onto like their third husband with new kids not to shit on that lifestyle <laughs> but like do you think that they're bored No, it's totally a it's totally a generational thing because it it actually this movie did make me think of some of the people I went to college with, not so much high school, but college. It is truly just what you do in some of these Mm -hmm. cities in the South. It's it's just it's totally a geographical and generational thing. I remember when I was even looking at colleges, I had it down to three colleges, OCU, Roosevelt in Chicago and Webster in St. Louis. 10 minutes from my home <laughs> and my mom was like do not go to webster she was like yes, get out right good for good yeah, for her like yeah she was like get out mm-hmm. and like you know leave <laughs> yes and, and that is what i grew up with whereas like so many people that i went to college with it's like the total opposite it's like well mm-hmm. i guess we're getting you know we've been together for a year or two yeah. and now we're getting engaged and i'm gonna stay in oklahoma one of my absolute best friends from st louis who went to school in tulsa oklahoma um her and i are very similar similar upbringing she's awesome she's the coolest and she met a guy at tulsa who was from lubbock texas which is like about as tech Texas as Texas can be and her senior year they got engaged and like that was so I mean happy for her love her thrilled yes was 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 her man of honor in the wedding it was it was so sweet but like also meeting his family was just so like they were clearly put off by a man standing by her Mm -hmm. for her Mm. wedding it's just a very interesting way to think about how your upbringing and honestly literally just geography impacts your upbringing and how you navigate the adult world yeah it's like in the south it's like that's why you go to college you literally go to college to find your partner yep exactly they're like most of them at least in arkansas that i know like y'all gonna work for the family and like do the family business and hang out here still so go to school and find your wife and I was just like, could not be me. I'm good. I, I could not imagine. Uh, college, I think, is different. High school is, I was straight in high school, so I would be miserable right now. Like, no, thank you. Oh, sure. No, For thank sure. you. <laughs> oh, Joe. I know. I was confused. But we're good now. So. No, you're so it good. Happened. You're great. It happened. In the su- South's defense, not really, but kind of. The lo- this also happens like up an north interesting as well. way to start a sentence yeah. these days. <laughs> like everyone's on edge now like turns off the podcast yeah. um i grew up in suburban massachusetts outside of boston like 40 minutes out and i live in a very white community currently mm-hmm. there now not very diverse everybody looks the same um and i don't think that I don't know if it's necessarily like a south versus north thing. I think it might be more of like a suburb and rural town thing versus uh, more metropolitan area because sure. a lot of kids that went to high school with me, I was always the person just personally in my mindset was like, I'm getting the fuck 
out yeah. of here. I cannot stand to be with the same people for four more years. I went to school for music. I didn't go to school for theater, but I was like, either way, I can't do what I want to do in mm -hmm. this space um and i think what everybody else wanted to do they could be a teacher they could be you know a social worker xyz which that's fine college is yeah. expensive and i understand that um but everybody would go to like umass amherst and like bridgewater state there's a lot of like plymouth state <laughs> Far framingham state like those kinds of yeah. schools in massachusetts and everybody would go there and then they'd still spend time with people from school i don't know if necessarily marriage is on everybody's mind as much as it is down in the south mm -hmm. But my parents in the 80s did meet in college and my mom was engaged her senior year and they got married at like 23. <laughs> my mom would have been married at my age for like at least yeah. two years, a year and a half now, which is terrifying to me. I, I would argue that like mass, because I went to school in Boston and mass is kind of like outside of Boston is I would consider like very close to like how the South operates. Everyone from like the suburbs went to school in Massachusetts. Like there were so many kids at Emerson that that's that's where they when, were from. And they were like, that. we're staying here. We live here. They're, 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 they were oddly similar for like as North as Massachusetts is. But I guess getting back to the idea of like being with one person for so long, like I just feel like you don't even know who you are when you're 15. They were 10 in this movie. Like I can't even remember what I was like. Definitely didn't yeah. have my clothes at the age of 10. And like being with one person your whole life. I get sick of people after two weeks. I just, I can't, I can't imagine. Right. And also like in this movie, like she got out, like she wanted <laughs> to get out and she did. And things were going really, really well for her. And I know. Then she like, I don't know, after watching it for the first time in a while and forgetting how it ended, I was just really pissed at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. I don't like the ending at all. No, it's horrible. It's horrible. It's unrealistic. We'll get to that, but like the yeah, ending we'll pisses me, it pisses we'll me off. The ending but is- We'll get there. But I guess one one thing that we I can bring up now, it's like they, they had a kind of weird way of promoting the idea of like leaving the nest. And as a female, I'm like, yes, woman, get out, female empowerment, go to New York City, get your fashion career going, like find yourself a new man that you love, all that stuff. At the same way, like I said, it was weird because something tragic had to happen for her to leave. It, you find out later, that Patrick, uh, not Pat, what's his name? Josh Lucas's character didn't really treat her well. They ended up getting pregnant. She lost the baby. And then that's the thing that finally provoked her to leave. And so it's like something, you know, heartbreaking and like really life altering had to happen instead of her just being like, you know, I'm going to go against like these traditional ways of generations before me to get out. I just thought that was like a very interesting way to kind of I touch upon that. Yeah, and I think that's that's actually one of the most, in my opinion, one of the most realistic aspects of it. Like, I feel like a lot of us are stuck in ways and stuck in situations until something really hard happens, where you're like, something needs to change. Like, I'm not happy. And obviously, that, that's a very specific situation. Um, but I think it's a relatable situation. I think it's interesting how, for kind of related, kind of not, for her, you know, going through that stuff with uh Jake and that happening and then she gets out and stuff and goes to New York and like make something of herself like hugely it's just, it, mm -hmm. yeah it's it's huge and it's just so interesting how the movie I think the I think the movie for a rom-com from like 2002 actually ages pretty well because they paint New York to be this elitist snob of a city mm -hmm. and I'm not saying that's true 
but it is how the, some of the world views it a bit. Absolutely. And, view, and it paints the movie in Alabama, these like people who have lived there their whole lives. They've never left. Some of them are very racist. They're openly yeah. like Republican. Mm-hmm. It paints that to be a safe space. Yeah. And it paints New York to be where you go to change and grow, but also mm-hmm. like it paints uh, Candace Bergen's character horribly. Yeah. Like In every movie, horribly. Yeah, like, she, yeah. can't, she can't catch a break. In a movie that doesn't really have to do with her. It'd be different if it was a movie about the mayor of New York. and Right. It, but in a movie that she is so not important in, it paints her horribly. Mm-hmm. And it paints just New York as this snobby place where you go and you become a terrible person. But like, don't worry, you can stay in Alabama with your ideals that are backwards um, and, and live a, and live a great, simple life. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I'm sure if like we were from Alabama and from this small town, we would say like the complete opposite. They paint us so horribly, like that it's offensive to us. Like I don't sure. live in a, I don't live in a diner with three kids. Um, like that that yeah. one character. Um, but it's true. Lurlin. And I feel like yes, Lurlin. I loved the names. Oh my god, I lived for the names. Lurlin. I'm but naming I, my daughter Lurlin. I just am obsessed. <laughs> I feel it looks like a typo. Like it's the name. <laughs> probably was like a typo. <laughs> it was like, Lillian, but then Reese Witherspoon couldn't pronounce yeah. it. Yeah. So or like it was supposed to be like Lorelin, like one day. Oh yes, like, like one of those southern like two names. Yes. Yeah. For sure, and for the, sure, like for sure. she just I feel like Reese like said it like Lurlin in her accent. And they were like, let's just rename her. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like what you said about New York, I feel like a lot of the movies of this generation, that is how New York is portrayed in almost every like rom-com-ish movie. Like I, Bride, Bride Wars comes to mind like right away. Like it it paints New York as like the Kate Hudson character. Like that this is who inhabits New York and this is who you sure. are. You are yeah, all yeah, yeah. sure. And of course in that movie, as well as with Melanie Reese Witherspoon's character, they're both successful corporate women. That's yeah. cool. Well, and, and then yeah. the mayor of New York is also a bitch. So yeah, successful um, women are intimidating. Yeah, but it's yeah, that's you said a part it. that doesn't age well of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, ages accordingly, but not well. Mm-hmm. And but I do think overall, like you know, you can watch some of these movies from the late '90s and early 2000s, and even into the even into like mid 2000s, mm-hmm. that you're like, eek! Like, oh, yeah. and we have we've sat here like, oh, no, I'm not sure. <laughs> but with this one, maybe because it is. The nature of the movie that it is mm-hmm. showing that like things that are offensive don't seem offensive like yikes this is a misstep from the movie it's like ooh, this is offensive because it's real Absolutely. you know like in the back corner of her dad's house is like a confederate flag pillow which is yes. like yes that is absolutely offensive to see but it like it is accurate it's accurate mm-hmm. well you know? it's funny you say that now because when i was watching it i know we've referenced in a lot of the other movies that we've watched and we said many times like these movies can't have they couldn't have been made today and when i watched this last night i was like i think this movie could have been made mm-hmm. and but now you saying that Especially in the political climate that we're in now, I'm not saying that if you identify as a Republican, you're a bad person. But in this kind of climate, Democrats are like good. Republicans are bad. Those were put in quotes for listeners. (laughs) And um, in this movie, everyone who's a Democrat is bad bad and everyone who is a republican is Mm -hmm. seen as good and i think that is why when you see that confederate flag pillow or you notice that the only black people 
or people of color in this film are like the security guard or the bank clerks or the fabulous or the, gay friend from New York, right? Yeah, or the, <laughs> the um the housekeeper of the plantation. They kept calling it the plantation. Yes. Can't they call it an estate or something? I was like, no, they're all club well, plantations I mean, down there. It's realistic. That's so what it is, like, though. So but it, it would be interesting if this movie or something like it was made today, if her family would be Trump Republicans or like McCain Republicans. Right. Yes. Oh like my what that would look, look like. Because like. that mm -hmm. certainly just changes it. Absolutely. I was going to say, um, I was like, I feel like the movie would have been much more political if had yes. it been made in like oh 2021 God, yes. and oh, yeah. beyond. And um, I think totally. we probably weren't as aware because we were younger of the political climate back then, but I definitely don't think it was as an extreme of like this Trump era that we're in now, like sure. the divide between, you know, the Republican versus Democrat isn't as wide. No, you could laugh at it more. Totally makes a difference if this movie were made today, unless it was really about being a Republican. If they were just referencing them as Republicans from the South, they would have to make distinctions. Are you, a, are you a Trump supporting Republican or are you yeah. a traditional mm -hmm. Republican? Absolutely. And it would probably much more written into the script on it, like coming from Definitely. like the Patrick For Dempsey sure. side of like, I don't want to meet my family because they like Trump. That, yes. That's a prime example. Yeah why I don't want you to meet people versus like I'm married um okay I have another point and I just watched the final installment of to all the boys I loved before I don't know if you've watched that but I have okay and I, I loved... sobbed you sobbed oh I, did. I didn't even know there was I a really third did. one until the other day I was like there's more <gasps> I was a very I was I'm a very big fan, but one thing Oof. that really bothered me about that, and mind you, they're, they're in high school, so it's a little bit more, like, it's worse on this end because these people are, like, grown adults, but <laughs> the big part of that movie that made me so mad and a part of this movie that made me so mad is, like, why do we keep secrets to the people that we love? If you're in a committed relationship with someone and you trust them and you love them, why is it such a big deal to, like, tell them the things that you want to tell? Like, I get so physically sick when I can't mm -hmm. tell the truth I like that's why I go to therapy as well because I need to tell someone or I know I'm totally just like, and this is what made Melanie and I've never thought about her like this before but like kind of unlikable to me especially in the in the very beginning of the film I was like all right you're gonna tell your husband that you clearly have a lot of like baggage with and you why does it matter if you have a boyfriend you clearly like have some really strong feelings against him you're gonna tell your new fiance that I don't even think she knew about about Jake. I think he just knew that she was from Alabama. She lied about where she was from, said that she was part of a family that had a cotton dynasty. Yes. Sigh. Oh. And then <laughs> and like from the wealthiest family in Alabama. And I just Yeah. Like, why is that That such was a thing? hard. It's hard because it, in a movie that is seemingly for a rom-com pretty realistic, you know, there's not some crazy far-fetched plot line here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like when you are in a serious relationship with someone, I assume, you... <laughs> We're on the same boat. If, so. it, if it's, if, if it's getting assuming. into like, if it's getting into like proposal territory, mm -hmm. like that's not a surprise. Like you know mm -hmm. if you're, you know, on that on path. That so it's like... Yeah. Why didn't you take care of this like a year into the relationship? Like, oh shit, I'm they were dating serious. for eight months. Eight months, oh, eight yes. months. Oh. which I forgot but, like, until I watched it this time. I'm like, oh fuck. Oh, it's only been eight months. Maybe this is why. Okay, that makes me feel a little bit better for mm -hmm. her because it's like if you've been if you're in proposal land, like why would you not be like BRB? Got to go to Alabama to take care of some business right. real quick. 
<laughs> like just really quick. That makes me feel a little bit better. Yes, um, same. I, and that's totally probably, spaced. ooh, actually, that is probably, oh, she's such a good actress. That is probably <laughs> why when he gets down on one knee and Tiffany, that she's like extra like shocked. Mm-hmm. That is probably, because she's like, I'm still yeah. married. True. As opposed to being like Patrick Dempsey is on one knee and Tiffany like hell yes. yeah. She she, she was acting. N- she was like performance. Yeah, she was like fuck like oh my gosh like of course I want to marry him but like I need to get a go to Alabama and get a divorce like all of that packed into like a four second acting beat. And it also makes me question like did she even want to marry him? The entire movie watching it this time I was like it's 8 months in. She knows she's married. Like she clearly still has some attraction and tie to Jake. That's um, true. That's very true. And like, it, I think so it we'll goes back to your that. really good point when you were like, it sets New York up to this specific standard and idea of success and beauty and, and glamour. Here she is and she's found kind of the epitome of that within Patrick Dempsey. Is it just like a, this is my view from Alabama. This is how I'm supposed to end up. Like, this is my complete opposite. This is it. Sure. Eight months in, like, I have never dated someone for eight months, so I have no idea. But I don't, I don't know how you feel at eight <laughs> we're months. We're all there. We're um, all there. I but. dated someone for almost two years in college. Um, okay. Oh. But nice. yeah, and like probably like if that person had proposed to me, even after two years, I would have been like, what in the fuck? Right. Like, no, like we're in college. Hell no. So still cannot relate. <laughs> uh, the next point that I have is clearly does not have closure with her ex. There's emotional and sexual tension. <laughs> Point oh, yeah. blank. Yeah, I didn't feel, it's interesting you say that because I agree, but I think right away when she goes down and like sees him, I didn't feel sexual tension at all. Agreed. Which is like obviously the mechanics of the movie, like not wanting you to feel that until they have that moment after the bar that night or whatever. But for me, watching this for the first time in a while, it's like when she gets there and is like, hey, asshole, like, divorce me. It could have ended there for me. He should have just, he could have easily been like, okay. Yeah. Like, it was so, it was so frustrating to watch it. It's like, I cannot imagine seven years later holding on to someone in that way. And that's a, that is a long, that's like a new person. You have become a new person. Yeah. But I guess that goes back to the old point and not just shitting on Melanie. Sorry, Reese, I'll give you a break. And shitting on Josh Lucas because he should have been like, hey, I still love you. I just want to establish my business and find what I want to do with my life. You can do your own thing, but know that I like still have feelings for you. But I don't buy it because (laughs) this is 2002. This isn't like this. They don't have Instagram to like stare at each other and like wonder what they're doing. Being like, oh my God, she's living her life without me. Like (laughs) blah, 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 blah. Like I don't buy like seven years later, you're still thinking about her. Like haven't called, haven't, Right. Well, he did go to New York that one time, but like didn't didn't say like didn't reach yeah, out. Why didn't you go and find her? Why yeah. didn't you go and say anything? So I think that's why, and obviously we'll dive into it. How the ending of this movie is a total tragedy. <laughs> that's why it's tragedy. Like, <laughs> literally, like they might as well just stabbed each other. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> we'll we'll get there. Also, like I just can't imagine leaving somewhere and not having been divorced. But to me, that that's also like just a major flag of I'm I'm picking up and I'm leaving I filed for divorce and seven years go by and he still haven't signed the papers I would have been yeah, making a little like stalkery a little a trip home yeah. every year being like sign it now I don't yeah, know you- if it's illegal to do like do you do you have to sign divorce papers if you're filed 
Well, remember she was on the phone that time, and I don't remember the word because it's too adult for me, but she was like, a lawyer, how does a blank divorce work? And he said, oh, it takes 18 months. And she's like, I don't even have 18 days. Yeah, I mean, I know they take a really long time. So I think you can, if they're not willing to sign, then you can do it yourself, but it takes a lot of time to process. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but it's, and anyway, that is my law years. degree. Right yeah, she has a lot of days. Like yeah. She had seven years to do this. So she was really hanging on to him as well. I just, want, <laughs> I just want in these movies there to be like a real sit down conversation. Like this is what didn't work. This is what's working. This is why this hasn't happened. And this is why this has. And I know that's not what people want to watch, but I'm just... If we're going to really dissect, why can't yeah. they just tell each other what they want? It's, it's very yeah, if we're going to dissect, it wouldn't have lasted seven years. It would have lasted yeah. like maybe a year. And then I'll be but like, in her Great, defense, didn't she, she, they got married right out of high school. She was like, what, mm-hmm. 18, 19. And then she left at 20. So like, if I was 20, I'd probably be like, yeah, I'm leaving. And then you're going to figure this out. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. like but I don't know what divorce fair. means. Yeah. But seven years is yeah, a but really also, long time. Seven years is a long time. That's also bad parenting to like, <laughs> let your child go. Go right. to New York. Pearl, and, what were you doing? And for seven, literally Pearl, what the fuck? She was too because involved in her community theater, so she didn't have time. She was busy, and <laughs> it's it's very bad booking. parenting on it Pearl is. And Earl's part. It's like, let her go to New York and be married for seven years. Also, on that topic, can you imagine having access to a joint checking account and not using it for seven years? Oh my God, I would die for someone to give me access to their joint checking account. And Sugar she's daddy's like, wanted. literally, Jake, call me if you have, <laughs> if you want to put me on your account. Like, can you imagine like finding out you had an access to all this money? I would have spent all of his money yeah. And I would have literally said, you don't divorce me. I'm going to spend all your money. Yeah. That, I'm going to go buy an apartment in New York. That yeah. scene when she is in the house in her. Okay. First off, Hello Kitty apron. Does anybody else notice that every scene? Because I'm sure, like, sure, 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 sure. where is Very it? Cute. I need it. Etsy. And she has her like full on accent on and she changed the food and she the new furniture and everything. I love that scene so much but i guess that goes into this point too why and this happens in so many scenes like at the bar he makes comments at her after the whole like outing of bobby ray she deserved to be treated like shit after that but like but like um i thought it was hysterical honestly um no it's one of the funniest parts of the movie but it's also like yikes i give the movie a lot of credit though for not really making it a butt of like being gay like the joke yeah Um, totally like it was like she outed him and then they moved on None of those people cared. And like, yes, it's never really addressed too. again. Um, yeah, it's like- But that also, mm, I just said that part was hysterical because it was, but that goes back to like painting the South as this like lovely place. Like the it's people not. that have Confederate flag pillows aren't going to be like, oh, cool, my gay friend. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and painting That's New York again is this like elitist, snobby prick world. Right. And being like, in Alabama, it's okay if you're gay and yeah, we, we work on our plantation. Like, yeah. we're so lovely here. No, it's may, maybe like the new generation of like kids today in Alabama. I don't know, but not 2002. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Like, yeah. absolutely no. not. I would have been terrified if I was Bobby Ray and that had been just slipped out. I'm oh like, my gosh, yeah. She's I, wasted. I've been like, I'm so no. in love with Bobby Ray. I don't I know love what your Bobby feelings Ray. are about Bobby Ray, but every time so I watch sweet. this film, he's I'm lovely. So He's so endearing. Bobby Ray is a wonderful representation of like nice people from the South. 
Like there, there yeah. are lovely people from there. Yeah, but um, notice how like the representation of the nice person from the south is the gay one. Yeah, right. <laughs> the closeted gay, like oppressed one. <laughs> like I'm, that's why he's nice. <laughs> yeah. But getting back to kind of how I brought that up was I just don't like how a lot of the times in films, which I think you know leads itself into real life in so many ways, is when you have a conflict with someone, especially when it's like an ex, you have to be mean to each other in order to get what you want or to feel like you have the upper hand i just feel like can you never break up with someone and be on good terms with them like i just because every time i've been involved with someone even if they treated me like shit i always feel like i'm the bigger person and not just i hate when i'm like i'm the bigger person um but you know like you try to i really try to like still be friends with them or friendly because yeah to have like tension when you're around someone sure being a bitch can be fun sure but like do we want to be that way like all the time yeah but there's a difference between like being a bitch to someone you dated for six months than someone who <laughs> wouldn't divorce you for seven years that's that's true that's right true. that is like true. he's lucky he's alive i would be livid <laughs> is, his uh, eyes are so nice Oh, I guess. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I'm just, not dismissing his actions, but I did notice his eyes many a time in the film, and I was like, "How?" Not fair. Not fair. It's like the ocean. I don't. I don't get it. There's ocean. Brown-eyed, like no. brown-haired girl. That's all that's <laughs> I'm, I have to offer. <laughs> you know, my eyebrows are pretty fierce, but other than that, um, <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, I just want to talk about. Maybe you've been in a situation like this, but I sure haven't. That Reese Witherspoon is in such a pickle because, you know, two gorgeous men are are going after her. I want to get your honest thoughts on Melanie. Like, how do you feel about her in this film? Because she can be really frustrating to me. Um, Yeah, here's the thing. She can be really frustrating and stupid. I still love her. She's great. However, the choice she made in the end is... It's so, it's it's very hard to forgive. It, it, it just felt so stupid. Mm-hmm. I loved her so much through the movie. Always have, always will. But it's it's just at the end, it's like, what was the whole movie? What, what was your journey for? If you were just going to go back to this? I feel like if she did know the whole time, deep down, she really wanted Jake. It's like, why go through the motions? The more and more I reflect on the movie, they do show it, you know, when she gets proposed to. And then mm-hmm. when, when he comes back, when she's at her parents' house, and he's like, I still want her if she'll have me. She doesn't jump right on it. Like, she thinks about it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, why do you just keep making these bad choices? Always. The entire movie is just like bad choices by Melanie. Yeah. (laughs) Including the But they're like, did you all watch Little Fires Everywhere? Oh, yes. Yes. It's just something, like she was playing a horrible woman in that movie. Mm -hmm. But I still was like sometimes on her side. Yeah. Because it's it's her. Yeah. It's literally Reese Witherspoon. She is probably what could like unify the country. She... Dolly Parton and Reese Witherspoon. Give us and a Oprah. country bonds. And even on Morning Show, when she was doing stupid oh, shit on that show, I love that you were still show. like, cool, let's like go for it, girl. Right. Like no matter what character Reese Witherspoon plays, <laughs> you're still kind of on her side, no matter how much stupid shit she does. She could be in like a new autobiography of like that QAnon lady who like, you know, showed up and mm-hmm. is like, 
I can't believe I believed QAnon. I'm so sorry. I feel bad for me, everyone. And I think, right. oh my God. Like, oh my God, we're, we're on it. We're watching it. Reese Witherspoon's like, new role is Elizabeth who got maced at the Capitol. That is literally. Next, she was trying to uh, revolution. And we'd still be being like, I understand Elizabeth a little bit more. Like, yeah. She's a little bit more likable now. Yeah. You just, she is so freaking likable that mm-hmm. for all the bad decisions, she made in this movie my first instinct was still to be like i love her you just can't get mad at reese no and like the first mistake she makes is like them like hiding the engagement ring is just turning the diamond on the inside take the ring off take the ring off or put it on the other hand and then like it's she got to hand pick her ring at tiffany and it was still too big for her yes Um, it's like you had the store to yourself and every ring you could you had literally every ring at tiffany in new york and every employee to every work at that tiffany store was everyone was on call that night for your proposal and you couldn't get a ring that fit right it's like it's like legitimately loose yeah it's like dangly yeah also unrealistic all of those employees look so happy to be there. I would be livid if I had to come into work at 9 p.m. Uh, there were a couple extras that were like complete deadpan. They were like in the back. That was their, <laughs> like, that yeah. was their first extra job. They weren't really literally sure right. Um, but everyone else, I watched it and I just like laughed at that. They're all like, just, like smiling and they're all, like, we're so happy you're here. I'd be like, I would hope I would be getting overtime and extra benefits to be here to literally just like stand here and be like do you like this ring well that also that proposal (laughs) watching it back now i was like okay super amazing that you can you're in tiffany's and you can pick your own ring but whether you've been dating for eight months five years whatever that is like the most high stakes proposal there is you have 15 employees watching you surrounded by like thousands of diamond rings that you get to pick like you're in your ideal situation but she's like oh what if you said she's such a good actor (laughs) she knows the she knows the arc she knows where she has to go she does i would have been stressed i do love the proposal like i don't like it's a good one but like i wouldn't be upset whoever's listening if that's how it goes for us like that's an option i won't be mad let me pick totally. Joe does not want to be proposed to in a in a flash mob, does not want to be proposed to in Times Square. No. Um I'm making a list or like so in I can a restaurant partner. I have a list. All That's... right, just send it to me or... and I'll I'll let I'll let them know um but... for the future. So other than that, Joe, like you like Melanie, you don't like her. I do. I think she's I, I think she's normal. I, I don't agree like Matt, I don't agree with her. And like I think it's also me watching it as a 25-year-old who's like moved to New York almost four years ago and like has worked hard as fuck to get to pre-COVID what I was doing. You just give it up. Circling back to the seven years thing, like there's no talk of her like going to fashion school prior, like fashion, like any dream or desire, like before coming here. Seven years is not a lot of time. Oh, in that so. retrospect, it's seven years is a long time to be divorced or like waiting to be divorced. But to build like a successful brand and career, seven years is nothing. So like, you know, she worked hard as fuck and especially coming from nothing. Like yeah. it wasn't like yeah. she had like daddy's check to like start, start it. So like, that's where I get angry with her. I'm like, yeah. And I mean, she was about, I mean, the paper wrote her up like as the next best thing. Yeah. It's like, like you gotta go see Jake. We'll, gotta go we'll see, see Jake. And like, I'm going to stay here. Can you imagine? Oh. Right. God. Like it's it's ridiculous. It's criminal. It is. I I don't care how nice his eyes are. Like Patrick Dempsey will do just fine. You know, like I can't fathom that. And maybe that's because I haven't been in love with someone or like in a 
committed relationships like that where I'm like, I'm putting everything aside yeah. for you. Absolutely not. I come first. I'm very, very sorry. For sure. Um, I know that's why like when you guys asked me to be on this and like being and like talking about relationships, I'm like, well, I am 1000% married to my job. And, and I think and that's, my great. Career, that's so great. And I'm like, I'm, I can talk about Reese Witherspoon for hours. But <laughs> I don't know how much I can talk about uh, love. <laughs> and, right. And commitment. <laughs> and I, I think it's interesting you say that though, because looking back at all these movies, the same way it paints New York, it's they paint career the same way. Yeah. And like men or women, like careers are negative and like putting careers first are looked yeah. at as negative. Um, the whole like meme of that was going around about the Devil Wears Prada. It's like yep. movie villain, actual villain, you know, Meryl Streep's movie villain, guy with the fuzz, like curly hair whose name Adam? I can't remember. Adam? Prob- Aaron? That's probably his name. It's something um, like that. Adam, he was in Drive Me Crazy with Melissa Joan Hart as well. Yes. Um, he, that's like he is the actual villain because he was like holding her it back is. from her career. Exactly. I, I like imagine dating someone like that. And them being yes, like, it's my biggest you missed fear. my birthday because as you're like, I'm like, working like well, the Met you Gala. Will have another one. And she didn't talk to that really hot, like reporter guy that was going to read her work and introduce her to someone at the bar that night. Cause me- this is devil wears Prada. If you guys are still following. <laughs> We've um, branched off. Okay. okay. With it. Like remember when she's running out of that huge event that she had to remember everybody's name. Yeah. And then the hot guy, his name's Simon in real life. Actually I have the boyfriend's name is Nate and the hot, Simon Baker plays Christian. Yes, and, um, of course. The Christian I feel like it's a segment you need to have on every episode, though. It's like, and now pause for the Devil Wears Prada section. <laughs> yes, and now we are just picking up right where we were in Devil yeah. Wears Prada. Well, the Devil Wears Prada is a universal really- movie really formative for me mm-hmm. also it's not a rom-com so we don't i don't think we can it's not really on the list talk about it because like the relationship is really between meryl yeah. streep and Anne hathaway which honestly would be kind of hot but it didn't happen which um, side note matt do you watch drag race i don't that's okay no no that's totally we fine cut what, that part out don't no no worry. don't because what, what we learned this week Anne was like a virtual guest on drag race we learned oh that so was, that's what twitter was like blowing up about yes yes oh, you're, okay um, I just like saw all this shit about Anne. Oh, just, like, I didn't scroll. know she was. Oh, I thought that was just like a video. Mm-mm. Like I, no, I thought it was going video off. Of- she like made a video for them or whatever. Um, but we oh. learned that she was the ninth choice for Devil Wears Prada. I did hear that. I- um, <laughs> elsewhere that there were so many other choices. Nine. That's insanity. I also read that for this tying it back into Sutom, Alabama, <laughs> it was down to Reese and Charlize Theron. Theron. I never say oh. her name right. Theron, oh, Theron, the Theron, Theron. But it was like down to the two of them. And it's like, could you even imagine? It would be interesting. No. It'd be I such a different like, movie. Charlize is like a bad bitch to me. And I feel like she, she beat an, Jake up before. I do you know? too. And I feel like they, it would be so much easier to hate Melanie if it was her. Yeah. Because yeah. she'd be stronger. <laughs> she'd be a stronger, like more forward woman, I think. Not hate her. That, that was a bad way to put it. But like, it would be so much easier to criticize her choices. Right. Because yeah. Lisa's so charming. Likeable. Likeable <laughs> and charming. Totally. And like you root for her. Yeah. I also read that there was like an alternate ending, which they put it as a joke in the script or something, but I think they filmed it. And it was that they <laughs> get struck by lightning. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. I would have loved it. I mean, I would probably been angry watching it the first time being like, huh? But if they had kept it, it would not be undeserved for her choices. Right? And it's a full circle. 
Like, yeah. I love that you're dragging it's her like, so much. It's like you have the opportunity to get out of the lightning beach guy, but yeah. you went back, so now you have to get struck by lightning. I also try to look at it from the point of view of like from Patrick Dempsey. And I was telling Megan, I was like, this is one of the few movies I've seen him in that like he's actually redeemable and like a likable person. I feel like he's usually oh like, like, the, like the evil, like cheater or like mean or boyfriend. Just like a dick. Yeah, I feel like that's like, outside of Grey's Anatomy and Enchanted, like that's his type. But like, I watch it, I looked at it from like his point of view at the end and I was just like, Melanie's evil. Like, and it happens in all these movies of like, they don't get married in the end and like they leave the bride or the the groom at the altar. But I'm like, that sucks. I don't care how rude my mom is. That's awful. I would be pissed if I was him. Um, For sure. I mean, that is maybe another part of this movie that, like, didn't age well, is that, like, the straight white leading guy actually didn't do anything wrong in this one. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Like, he really... Didn't. He really doesn't do anything wrong. He goes to Alabama to surprise her, Mm -hmm. finds out she's been lying, still wants her. Loves her. And then, then goes back to New York to his mom and is like, people make mistakes. I love her. Mm -hmm. Like really fights for her, really roots for her. And at the end, you think he's going to do something crazy because he's like, are you kidding me? And then he's like, whatever, I'm out. So be it. Well, that's funny that you say that because one of my points were, and Jake is included in this. So if you disagree with me, that is okay. But at the end, before we know what decision she's going to make, I have to say both men were very respectful and I don't know how yeah. realistic this mm-hmm. aspect of it. I really think that there would have been a lot more fighting and tension and nastiness in real life. But when Stella, another name that I thoroughly enjoyed, Stella is Jake's mom, goes and visits uh, Jake. Oh, I do like Bob. Stella. Yeah. Hey. Jean Smart. Stella. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do like Stella. She came and talked to Jake on the day of the wedding and was like, for someone who has been waiting so long, which we've already established seven years. Um, You're really easy to let something go. And he said, I can't control her more than I can control the weather, which instead of like talking shit about her to his mom and to Bobby Ray and all the people that went to the wedding, like he was like, (laughs) wanted her to make her own decision. And he was kind of just like accepting it. And then going back to what you were talking about, about Andrew at the wedding, despite like that is like a huge fear. I feel like on the day of my wedding, I'm going to be walking down the aisle and be like, he's going to run away right now. Like I'm going to, that's going to flash through my head just because of all this movie bullshit sure. that we've watched. No, um, I don't think, I don't think Jake is necessarily a bad guy by any means. I mm-hmm. totally agree with you. I mean, he's respectful. I just think like what Jake represents and the whole history is why it's a bad choice. Yes, Agreed. yes, yes. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Like, but I really which is why don't... I don't, which is why I think he didn't vote for Trump. Like I don't think he's an idiot. Totally fair. No, I don't think he's he's an asshole. No, he started his own business. Yeah, nothing. He knows that when lightning touches sand, it turns into that lava shit. Who knows that? Believes in science. He did not vote for Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. That's the number one top point of why. Oh my god! Absolutely. There were some moments that Andrew kind of rubbed me the wrong way in the proposal moment. He when he stood up and he was like, "I don't want to be rejected two times. Can you just?" say the answer but like that wasn't a huge one but the one thing that really rubbed me the wrong way was 
after she was like seven years ago I gave my heart away and I never really got it back and then he's like oh so this is what this feels like I was like you're a fucking douche like you've never been broken up with before like he stood there like I, okay maybe I'm just team Andrew I think he's redeemable I like him I don't know yeah, I'm gonna I don't talk nicely about like, him in a moment but that moment I, I think was it just was like, like a I think that moment was like a wink wink nudge nudge to rom-com because it was like oh so this is what being like left at the altar feels like i don't think it means like broken up in general and i guarantee you andrew is the person who like was like the breaker upper like we're talking about a boy who's been given everything like clearly i like we said i don't think he's a a horrible person like no i don't think so no he's great he's a dream he could he could be an easy fuck boy like and and they did and they made him likable which i i respect um but like there's a very good chance that like this is the first time that he's ever felt this. Um, I'm skeptical of his past. I'm skeptical of his past. I, feel I like, like him. He has made I, some choices. I like him. It, it is a, It is once again, it's just a tragedy, the choice that she made. Um, it, it, there was one clear option here and she just didn't pick it. Right. But, but I will in his defense. Okay, that moment I was like, ew. But I think <laughs> that the moment when he was like, he was just in the the mom was like being such a bitch and she was like i don't give a shit if she i spent all this money on this wedding blah blah blah. i don't remember the exact line that she said and he was like yeah i'm gonna let her go like that this is the reality of a situation and then he said excuse me and he walked away i thought that was really powerful yeah also it like nasty. total total power move walking through mm-hmm. the aisles of the seats not like down the main aisle major Great Major. choice. Great directing sure. choice. Yeah, um, truly. I laugh that Candace Bergen, this is just her track. In almost any movie I can recall, and I don't understand why she gets these or why all these characters are written so like negatively, which goes back to these high powerful women, they're bitches. She's kind of in the same tier every movie, I feel like, and they're For always sure. awful. But these kinds of I, tracks, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, no, but no, it, no, it goes no, along no, with no. this. It's like, it makes me nervous about having in-laws like there's a full movie with jennifer lopez called monster in law like oh, they, great, of course great which movie. i've seen obviously jane fonda iconic but great. like quality film but yeah why is it such a depiction of especially another thing sorry women mostly not just not the dad-in-law especially when it's a boy and a woman of power she even had that kind of playing against her she's seen as a bitch and i don't get why in-laws are on in all the movies are like so terrible and it makes me nervous to get married <laughs> i wouldn't know well we wouldn't yeah. know but does that give you anxiety or are you not as psychotic as me i'm really good with parents mm-hmm. which is great it's just like i need to be better with men so i can get to the parents <laughs> absolutely same <laughs> that's where my strength lies i think mm-hmm. so too um I was like the kid, which is like, you know, another way to say that I was gay, but like, I was always talking to my friend's parents. Yeah, we were friends with the parents. Yep. Friends with the parents, for sure. So like, I'm not worried about my in-laws. I'm worried about my husband. I need to lock that down and the in-laws will be a piece of cake. Yeah, Yeah. I'm more worried about me liking them versus them liking Mm, me. That's Like like Matt, like I've never met parents who have not liked me and like moms especially, like we just get along really well. Um, yeah, it's more so just like sure. I don't like you, like, uh, and then that being the the turnoff versus and having the to spend time with them and sacrifice like holidays with your fun family and hang out with like the family that you don't like. I'm lucky. <laughs> my family is so small; it's literally just my mom. She's just gonna come she wherever we come. go. Yeah, that's yeah, great. She can yeah. show up and hang out if she wants to. I also like 
I didn't go home for Christmas this year because of COVID. Mm -hmm. And it's the first time I've never been home for the holidays. So I think my my mom in particular, both my parents, but my mom now have like, Mm -hmm. if I ever get to the point where I'm with a significant other, which like, you know, (laughs) God bless. Um, yeah, like, ooh. Yeah, like, ooh. Um, <laughs> only so many Christmases left. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> it, I think it'll be fine if I'm like, I'm going to sit this one out. As long as there's like a safe household in the relationship, I think yeah. everyone's everyone's Just Gucci. One. Yeah. Just one. You only need one. But I also feel like the men I attract are very broken. And so I feel like my house would be the house for the holidays anyway. Like, right. Whoever I magically find probably will have a terrible relationship with their parents. So I don't know if I'll have to cross that bridge. I feel Makes like it easier for you, at least. Like oh, holidays oh in God. St. Louis could be a thing for a while. My future husband, Fingers who will inevitably have a horrible relationship with his mother. Uh, don't worry. We can go to St. Louis You're for safe with Matt Redmond. Yes. <laughs> You're mm-hmm. safe at the Redmonds. Yes. Oh I do think, though, the, the dynamic particularly... And I think this is very parallel to real life situations because I witness it many times is a strong mother and her one son (laughs) in that kind of dynamic of like my baby boy, my only child. I had a friend from college. He brought his girlfriend, who was also a friend of mine, to meet his mom and she hated my friend and that caused such a stir especially if you're close with your parents you know it's like what do you do um and i like how in this movie um patrick dempsey's character despite the mother provoking him to be upset you know (laughs) she lied to you she lied to you he was like i don't care like I think that was really interesting. In her defense, though, my mom would be the same exact way. Like, if, like, my mom did not like this person and then he did that on the wedding day, my mom would go apeshit. Rest in peace to anyone who, like, crosses Liz, my mother. Like, (laughs) (laughs) she's lovely until, like, you do something really wrong. Yeah. I think Liz would throw the punch, though. She would throw the punch, not (laughs) the other way around. Oh, Liz would would abduct him before he finished his sentence. That's, like, one of my favorite parts, too, is when Pearl... First off, I think it's Pearl and Earl. Am I right? The dad's You're right. It's Pearl and Earl. I just want to let everyone know that. When Pearl Pearl steps out and finally, you know, puffs her chest out after being, like, a submissive woman for the whole movie, and she's like, now, lady, she said her piece. So, and that's all there is to it. You know, she's trying to be so nice. And then what is it? She's like, why don't you go back to your double wide and fry something? And then a Reese Witherspoon <laughs> winds up and just clocks her. Iconic. I don't, I, maybe it's because marriage it seems like light years away for me. Mm-hmm. I can't even physically imagine like how my mom would handle any of it. I feel like she, at this point, she's probably like, well, you found someone. So like, let's make this work. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's figure, let's figure this one out. How like begging them, them not, be- yeah. begging not to like break the wedding off. Like, you sure you want to go? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you can you work it stay? out. Say I do. Like it, we'll figure the rest out later. <laughs> Whenever I like talk to my mom about men and how, I'm never going to be in a relationship. You know, you have those moments. I tell my mom like, oh, when I finally bring someone home, she's a talker, like a talker. She asks a lot of questions, not like an interrogation, but she wants to know everything. She's like, where they went to school, where they Mm -hmm. majored, how many siblings, what did they do? Are they married? And um, I remember I brought one boy home, like when I was like 18. And mm-hmm. he would come over the house and we would sit in the kitchen for probably a good half an hour every time he came over. My mom just like 
getting all her info. And I just like, it was a really good sport about it, but that is something that terrifies me. Yeah, I don't, my, my dad is a talker and my mom is not at all. Like she will, like, she probably won't even like look up from her phone. Like if I brought, I'd have to be like, mom, like there's someone here. We have a guest. Right. I can't even imagine. Right. It would be like introducing a significant, like my parents are like, usually my dad, not so much my mom. My dad was like, so are you seeing anyone? And I'm like, no. Right. Of course I'm not seeing anyone. How how could I? Right. Like nothing has changed. We're in a pandemic. (laughs) We're in a Panera. But even, well, even like pre, pre pandemic, they're like, are you seeing anyone? I'm like, with what time? No, absolutely not. Couldn't be seeing anyone less. Practically blind. Like, <laughs> I think it is a scary idea and I feel like that is because of all these movies of like the in-law theories I feel like and I like said this is so far from experience but like I feel like you meet them early and on enough to where like by the time the wedding comes around like you know them like if you haven't met sure. their family by the time the wedding comes around there's a big issue Um, if if they're in the picture yeah. and I feel like I, I don't know obviously but like I wonder if that'll be something that like when I come to that point like if that's a, not a deal breaker but if that like really ways into it of like I really like you and we're enjoying the relationship but like your family sucks or like your family's terrifying I don't know and I don't know if that's shallow but just like like imagine going home and like they're all Trump supporters yeah yeah like uh you're wonderful and you're not like your family at all but like fuck and I think it also depends on like in a situation like that that can be your family that's fine but it's like how do you feel about that yes that's definitely it's like if you are like business as usual and I totally treat them like normal and like that for me would be like and we're out Uh, thank you and and scene i just but it's like if you're like oh no they're crazy i don't talk to them it's like oh well great see you in st louis (laughs) see you for christmas once again oh my god i love it okay i I have one more point so let me just get this clear from you guys you believe that the ending is she chooses jake and she stays in alabama correct no, I think they go to New York. Oh, I think they go stay in Alabama. I thought the I thought they go to like he opens his store in New York. Okay, okay, okay. Me and Matt are on the same page. So Joe, great. So I'm wrong. Want to no, have your mind great. blown? This no, that's is- perfect. Okay, so this is what happens. You it's in the, watch, it's in the you credits. You need to watch the credits. You need to watch the credits. So like, like the photos, right? Yeah. Maybe to me, it looked like Alabama. No, I, no, no, no. They were in Central Park. They were walking. They had a child. Yeah. She was still doing her fashion. He introduced, she introduced him to his fashion team and her parents Amazing. finally came to New York. And okay. He opened his store in his glass his store in New York. In, I dislike the ending a little less now. I thought and, she moved back home. No, no, no. They moved to New York together. And I, and I'm, I think that he opened in his store in Soho. That's what I what I came to the case. Probably. Um, yeah, it's like that is all fine and good. And it's definitely a better ending than staying in Oak or yes. Alabama. Definitely better. <laughs> yes. But it's like how complicated. Like you were at the altar in your dress, ready to marry your democratic politician husband who has a car service in New York. And now you have to take the subway. Now you have basically just brought Alabama to New York, which uh, I don't know about 2002, but in 2021 is not something I want brought to New York. No. I just... Then he definitely did not vote for Trump. He couldn't have. No. If he was willing to move to New York City for Melanie. Well, there's Trump supporters in New York City. There's Trump supporters here. but she's... There's Trump supporters in our own very business. There's Trump supporters in my building, I guarantee you, somewhere on some... I'm trying to be positive. 
<laughs> no, let's be realistic. I still am this not. This is kiss and dwell. We're not dwelling. Kiss, uh, not okay. Kiss and, like, I was going to make say believe. The, I was going to say at the beginning of this episode in the past couple ones, I have been so whiny and so mean. So I was mm-hmm. like, today I'm going to be lighter. And that's maybe well, why that's what I'm, I'm here in this for. head <laughs> Well, I, I appreciate you taking over I that position. Think, but I'm always on the side of like the handsome rich guy. I mean, I was team Logan. I hated Jess. It no! was so... Oh, God. I yeah. get in fights with my friends about this all the time. Did Jess you watch Gilmore is... Girls, Joe? Did you watch No, Gilmore? okay, great. Okay, I was okay. like, what season of The Bachelor is this? No, like, no, no. what, what <laughs> no, have I I've missed? never watched that. Um, oh. No, like, I'm always like that side of things. But, like, <laughs> you drained his your joint account and then you brought him to New York. She put the money back in his account. She told him that. But she bought a new refrigerator. But she put the money back no. in his account. But it's a refrigerator in Alabama in 2002. That was like 600 tops. Yes, but it's just, it's also backwards. And like, I don't care if it makes me shallow for this specific movie, but like. No, I, I'm i still with you. Like, the, I think she made a mistake. And then she had a kid like right away. I'm like. We don't know that. It, it took the baby's in the credits. Him. Yeah, but she. No, I disagree fine, fullheartedly. Fine, fine, Okay. Yeah, I just, I think that she made a bad choice and she had to learn to live with it and she's certainly making the best of it mm-hmm. um but things could have been much simpler for her i hope andrew's doing well i he hope did. He he's married living- yeah. vanderbilt he married a vanderbilt that was also oh in the credits. good for him yeah. me so too. he missed a lot of information i didn't watch the credits you need to watch the credits next time okay I will. it's really vital i will you- watch the credits with whoever oh, wait, whatever vanderbilt thing- Another great thing in the credits, I don't know if you saw, well, Joe definitely didn't see because he didn't watch it, but Bobby Ray <laughs> goes to New York City. He yes. blondes his hair. He's I did see this. He's living his gay dreams. He's living his gay dreams. Yes. And I'm I, so happy for him. I hope Bobby Ray took part in like so many gangbangs and orgies. Like, I, I hope the best for Bobby Ray. Like He probably did. I yeah. mean, so hot. He clearly he wasn't, it. he wasn't able to have too much fun in Alabama. Pent up. But that's the... That's the other thing, though, about, like, Alabama and New York and this whole, like, representation of these cities. New York is presented as this place that you go to change and, like, move on and grow and experience things. And, like, Alabama is painted as this, like, safe place to, like, live your life and be simple and normal and blah, blah, blah. And that's all well and good, but I just don't think it's that accurate of a representation no of like new york is a place where you go to change and grow but at the end of the day it like ruins you and alabama is like home sweet home and safe i mean (laughs) yes it's called sweet home alabama but i don't know and then at the end of the day she still to live her happy life has to be in new york right like she didn't want alabama she still had to go to new york to be happy i like the ending um but (laughs) but the thing is the thing that I like about it is there are a lot of movies in which the woman sacrifices her career and stays home with the guy and abandons her dreams and is like, I'm so in love. I'm going to abandon everything and I'm going to give up what I want because I love this person so much. And mm. I just love that in this movie, despite, yes, with Andrew, her life could have been a little bit easier, luxurious. And there was a compromise mm-hmm. in which Jake was the one that and that is like a country boy. He has called himself a country boy and he was willing sure. to move to the city. Again, I don't know how realistic that was, especially in this day and age. I feel like when you meet that archetype, 
they're kind of stuck in their ways. Sorry to generalize, but not that sorry. Oh, true, 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 um, true. And the fact they're moving to literally the most liberal place you could ever live from coming from such like a small circle of people. Mm. That's why I liked it. I think that this is a rom-com in the early 2000s that really could have and should have had a sequel. Yes, I agree. Because the ending is, in my opinion, so stupid. And I feel like they put those things in the credits to be like, we're not that terrible. Mm -hmm. Like, I would have loved to see a a second movie that shows their life in New York to see if she's actually happy with him. Did I, am I making it up or did I recently read something that like there is a sequel in the works? No, they're making a Legally Blonde 3. Got it. That is a true statement. I would love a Sweet Home Alabama, seeing what she's up to now. Maybe she's the mayor now. Oh, yes. She's running New York Fashion Week. She's the new um, Anna Wintour. Yeah. She's the Met Gala person. Yes. She took over. She's a guest judge on Project Runway. She is Project Runway. There's a lot of things for Melanie Carmichael to be had in New York. But honestly, what I wrote at the end of my sheet is that I wanted a sequel, but I wanted it to be about Bobby Ray. I want to know his New York journey. I want to know. He could be he could be more of a, a main character in that. Yeah, I want an HBO like, Max series about yes. Bobby Ray. Bobby Screw Ray. Sex in the City, the new one. Give us Bobby Ray. Yes. Yeah. He can replace Samantha because she's not coming back. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Bobby Ray. Bobby Ray for Samantha. Absolutely. He has the wit. He had a lot of one-liners in this movie. He did. He was very charming. My favorite was. was the one when they're at the bar and she's starting to come at him. And I forget the magazine name, but he was like, I'd be upset too if Design Daily called my my work less than mediocre. And everybody, everyone, <laughs> I love how they were all like, oh, they don't know what that means. Like no. they were in the bar. It's like, oh, but, but it's, it's also like, like, no shit, you're gay. You're the only one in that <laughs> bar that knows what Design Daily is. Right. And but it also feels like this, everyone in this town keeps tabs on her, except oh, the, for sure the baby, the lady with the baby, who was just like Lorlin. Lorlin had no idea Lurlin. what she does, but she's also like, I heard that. So like they keep tabs on the girl, like they read the New York Times. Well, it's, yeah. it's, it's a small town, so they they do know. But Bob, <laughs> Bobby Ray was is definitely like the town crier of running around being like, look what Melanie's wearing and look what she's doing. Yeah, he's passing out the flyers. He's like, did you see Mel in that he's magazine? A, he's a good friend. He's oh. he's Matt Redmond sending his friend EPA notices. Yes. <laughs> he has a exactly. court in his apartment yes. all of Melanie's clippings. Yes, exactly. absolutely. 100%. <laughs> well, um, one of the heartbreaking lines of the movie came from him too and he was saying to, he was talking to Melanie and he said, Jake wasn't the only one you walked out on when you left. Yeah. So sad. But honestly, so like, he's in New York now. That is the stuff that like tugged at my heartstrings more than like stuff with Jake. Jake was a dick. Right. He wasn't like mean. He wasn't like disrespectful and like ab- abusive and like crude and rude. It was just like he was standoffish. And it's like, right. just sign the fucking papers. If he had just signed the papers when she came and was like, fine, just get out of my life, sign away. <laughs> She would be uh, the governor's wife by now. Yep. She, oh my gosh. She would be like, they would, she'd be running New York. Yeah, first she'd lady. be the president. The she'd first be the, lady. She'd be the president. Yeah. She could be the first, yeah. 20 years later, she could totally be the first lady by now. Absolutely. Well, we like to play games on our show. We've, oh no. we've conquered our list. So we have two <laughs> games. One is like ah. more of a questionnaire than a game. Okay. So who are we? Who is our track per se? 
Are well, you romantically, Melanie? romantically, who's yes. the track? Yeah. Melanie, lost and confused. Bobby Ray stays away from relationships for outside reasons. Jake is stubborn in a relationship. And Andrew, confident in relationships. Those are our four options. <laughs> and Bobby Ray, I said for outside reasons, obviously his because you're because closeted. Closeted. <laughs> but it could be like, I thought of it was like, if you're very focused on your job yeah, or absolutely. you're very focused on other things outside of relationships. I feel like I am like a Melanie with an Andrew rising. Okay. Oh. Like, I feel like I am a little lost and confused, but at the end of the day, I would be like good in a relationship. But it's like mostly Melanie because it's like, how do I get there? But like, (laughs) Andrew, it's like when I get there, like we're good. All right, Joe. I, I claim Bobby Ray for this one. I think it's a lot of work stuff and like as an actor like I was doing the math the other day and like I haven't really prior to COVID like my time here was was not as long as it looked just because I was away working and like that's hard I wasn't actively pursuing dating in relationships because I'm like I know in three months I'm gonna be gone for x amount of time and like that's hard on everyone and like your personal issues and like your personal trauma and like insecurity is like it all weaves in there so I would say I'm a, a very strong Bobby Ray but I agree with Matt then in the sense of once I'm in one, I'm confident. And like, if it's going well and like it, it it's a smooth sailing for the most part if everything lines up. But I would say like 98% Bobby Ray as of today, <laughs> 2021. You, Megan. I think that I am a mix of Bobby Ray and Melanie. I think mm-hmm. um, that I'm Bobby Ray because much like you, Joe, I like to take classes. I like to focus on my career and I don't want to sacrifice any of my Megan time (laughs) for like (laughs) hinge time. I just deleted the app. So, okay. And like, I just, I don't want to talk to people, especially in this covid era mm-hmm. like texting <laughs> yeah it's hard using it's, the, exhausting. Don't, it's so tiring and i i just uh, it's i can't i <laughs> like <It's>... my <laughs> mental and physical will to do it and sacrifice time away from myself right now right it's not there and totally. then when it comes to melanie I like just don't know. I don't I don't think I've been in enough relationships or been involved with enough people that I kind of still know what I want. Mm-hmm. And clearly Melanie doesn't really know because she has like a city slicker on one hand and a country boy on the other. And I'm not saying that you can't like both, but they were vastly different people. Right. And one day I'm like so in love with Timothy Chalamet. And then the next day I'm like so in love with like a daddy Kevin Costner. And Oof. I'm just like really confused and can't find my middle ground from there. So yeah, that's why... Yeah. I'm a little bit of a Melanie. I think it's so interesting and I don't think it's something we've we've talked yet. And I'm Matt, I'm sure you can relate at least like early in your days here, like pre-owning DGRW. Um Hilarious. that like when we're Megan, especially on our level of where we are as actors and like we're still doing the open calls and we're still like hitting the pavement. We just don't have the time or the energy to yeah. to do it. It's it's hard and I think it's we're a hard we're entering balance. Yeah. And I think I was talking to someone about that the other day, like there's not going to be a concert I don't go to in the future now. Like there's not, I don't care what the excuse is. Like if I, if I'm opening the next day at work, like I'm still going to that concert, you know, I'm, I'm going to go to all the auditions, but I'm still having a life yeah. um, because even it's a little outside of dating, but I think it's comparable when I was like job interviewing for like corporate jobs at like last fall being like, I don't know what life is going to be like. They were just like, so what do you do for fun? And I was like, audition. Oh, I was, and I literally said, I was like, this no, is kind of hard. A, a weird answer. But I'm like, looking back, I don't think I had 
fun. I was like, I, my fun, my fun was like taking classes and like seeing my friends on Broadway or going to like their shows or like going to more auditions or like 54 yeah. below. Like, anything, like, anything you considered yeah. fun was still related to the business. Yeah, because you had to. And I think that's New York. And I think especially it's what we all do. It's it's a networking and, it, and it's a business. Yeah. But yeah. I'm like, we aren't having fun. So post pandemic, dates Let's all around. We're going on dates. We're, we're, <laughs> yes. It's about making the time, I think, at this point, which totally. I think is important. I don't, I don't want to look back and be like, we lived in New York for the greatest like time of our life. And like, we just didn't put time in because we didn't have it. We don't have the time, but we will make it. Yeah. <laughs> at least that's that's my new year's resolution whenever this fucking pandemic ends when, uh, our, i agree our, our post-covid resolution yeah, but, yeah all right last game it's last our favorite game. we played every episode oh my fuck goodness. mary kill we're taking it back to middle school okay fuck mary kill jake <gasps> andrew and bobby Ray. Oh. i feel like we're oh, well. all gonna have different answers this time and i'm really excited. i know last episode it, we all had the same one it was a very short segment <laughs> um mary andrew for sure okay um oh you can't kill Bobby Ray, so fuck Bobby Ray and kill Jake. Sorry. You, no, no, go for it. You can like, like Jake is not my obvious kill by any means. Mm-hmm. Like you can't kill Bobby Ray, and I'm not going to marry him either. So absolutely, marry Andrew, fuck Bobby Ray, and kill Jake. I, you're going to be so <laughs> mad at me. You're never going to talk to me. You're yeah, going to follow gonna, me on like gonna, every so every platform. Kill no, no, he's killing kill Bobby Andrew. Ray. He's killing no, Bobby what? Ray. Mm-hmm. <gasps> ah, oh, it. oh my God, who hurt you? <laughs> Probably someone who looked like Jake, which is why Jake's still on the list. I would marry no. Andrew. Absolutely, fuck Jake. I'm, sh- and then Bobby Ray. I don't wow, want that's Bobby a, Ray. No, you you do because you did. Unless we're just talking about characters and not the actors. Stick with your answer. Stick with your answer, Joe. <gasps> Aren't Stay we talking strong. about characters? Yes, yes but like, uh, yeah. but like Jake. No, you you killed Bobby Ray, and I didn't kill Bobby Ray. Happened. I I you, I you hit him. You literally I, killed Bobby Ray. You I hit like we're bullying you right now, and you killed the, Bobby Ray. The fact here's the thing though: the fact that you are trying to walk this back proves that you know that it's wrong. It is wrong. It's completely wrong. Are you joking? I know it's wrong. It's the trauma and it's the triggering of Jay. It's like the excusable. We talked about it in like one episode. We excuse hot people. Like, and, I, and it's a gross. Yeah, that's why I killed Jake. I know. And I'm proud of you for it. Like, I'm very like, like impressed no and proud. I am not there yet. That's a strong move for you. And that shows I'll, personal growth. I'll grow into it. <laughs> okay. Mine? I yeah. think it's a little unexpected. I think I, I, feel, I have a guess in my head. Okay, yeah. What's your guess? What's your guess? My guess is that you would marry Jake. Wait, actually, I my guess is that you would fuck Jake, marry Bobby Ray, and kill Andrew. Andrew's definitely dead. I I, I think we can go back and forth about the other two. Andrew's definitely dead. Your second guess was correct. I think that I would marry Bobby Ray because he wouldn't hurt me, and he would be <laughs> so fun together. We would have a great time. There might be some issues, you know, sexually, but you know what? I'm willing to live with it. But that's have- why you're going to keep Jake. And yeah, then I can have, you know, a fling with Jake, have a good time, stare in his blue eyes, and then <laughs> bye, Andrew. See you later. And- Bully her, Matt. We like Andrew. Honestly, Andrew is one of the only characters in the movie who really didn't do anything wrong. He maybe didn't right. do everything right. But I don't really think he did anything wrong. No, so you're wrong for like, killing Andrew. Even not you necessarily. Kill, you killed Bobby Ray. You yeah, killed you're in the, you're inexcusable. You're in the you doghouse. Goodbye. Like, uh, <laughs> that is but I just I just unfortunately think 
that in this movie, the straight, rich, handsome white guy really didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. which is just a weird it's a hard pill to swallow we're not days. used to it that. is there yeah. was no like the privilege wasn't taken advantage of you know no. that was really confusing for us not what we're used the, to yeah it's just poor guy poor guy like, poor Andrew. I, I do love patrick dempsey though i will say that but i'm i do sure. not i don't feel bad i don't feel bad about it i'm staying strong and see, see joe she owned it you I did own to, it. No, you tried to walk it back. You were like, oh, but I didn't kill him after you literally just said. But I don't want to kill him, but I did. But, but I did. owned it. I said it was based in very deep-rooted issues. Okay, so I own right. it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I, Blame it on your trauma. <laughs> it's fine. I'll be fine. Everyone will be fine. It's fine. Exactly. This wraps it up. I'm waiting on my Amazing. sequel about Bobby Ray. I want to know what happened to Melanie. We all want to know. So if any producers out there... If Reese Witherspoon, are you? If you're listening, call Hello, Sunshine Rabbit. Production. We love you. And I, I looked on her IMDb yesterday, and she is producing forty projects that are all in all things. Yes, correct. I was like, Ugh. how? She is my superwoman icon, and I Incredible. just love her so much. We do. Um, and also props to her for putting herself in her own work and not feeling ashamed to. No, yes. get your awards, get your Emmys, get your please. awards, get sure. everything. Absolutely. Well, Matt, thank you so, so much. Oh my gosh. Of this course. This was so much, for so having so much fun. <laughs> Plug your socials so because I always forget to tell yes. everyone. Where can we Where find can... you, Matt? Yes. Oh, yes. You can find me on Instagram at, at Maddie Redmond and on Twitter at Matt Redmond 22. I'm going to plug Matt's Twitter as well. Matt has one of the best Twitters. <laughs> I so laugh much. because I like every tweet and I'm like, <laughs> Matt Redmond is getting so many notifications solely from me of just being like, love, love, love. But follow Matt on Twitter. It's a wonderful dose of like- I'm honored. Politics and like, uh, like activism <laughs> and like coming for people and like comedy. So- That's my recipe. It's, and it works, honey. It works. I'm not a Twitter gal, Thank but maybe you. maybe you'll turn me. Yes. Maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe. Ugh. Just like you're going to try to turn Bobby Ray. Yeah. Yes. Just keep turning. My dream in life is <laughs> for Bobby Ray. Um well, but yeah, that is all that we have today. Again, thank you so much. Thank you, Matt. For coming oh on. Goodness. We appreciate thank you. For you having and it me. was so much fun. And I never tell Amazing. anybody, <laughs> me and Joe will stay on. So whenever you want to end, you can. I feel <laughs> yes. like everybody waits Perfect. for us to end the meeting. I know, I'm and like, we never do. do. <laughs> no, it's all up to you. You you bounce whenever you, you want. just start Perfect. telling people that, Joe. <laughs> I know. Everyone's like, just like, hello. I'm like, yeah, this is it. Uh, and then nobody that. catches yes. the drift. But, but again, Matt, really, thank, thank you, you so much. much. Oh my gosh, of course. Thank you both for having me. Yes. Um, any, anytime. <laughs> yes, come back and I'll see you on Twitter. Yes, yes I'll see you there. Expect thank some likes. <laughs> Bye, Matt. Bye. That was such a great episode. I love that movie so much. It's one of the classics. Yeah. Prime Reese Witherspoon and prime rom-com. I lived for her long skirts as well. Um, oh, the clothes are hideous. <laughs> when she's talking about like that one with like her like turtleneck with the red like silk bow and Doreen, Dor- Dor- Dorothean. Dorothea. Dorothea's like, I almost bought that. Oh, wait, at- no, that was Lurlin. That was Lurlin. I almost bought that at, at TJ Maxx or whatever mm-hmm. store they compared it to. Like, yes, I'm sure you did because it's ugly. Like, well, regardless of the fashion, we love the movie. We do. And we love Matt Redman. We love, we love Matt Redman. How fun and how nice and refreshing 
in a it, refreshing in a very positive way that to have someone from behind the table talk about a movie and not necessarily an an, an actor discussing exactly. he is wonderful and i'm so happy he said yes to joining us well thanks for listening we hope that you enjoyed it and you know while you're still on your device you might as well just like and subscribe yeah just tap it just tap it and follow us on kiss and dwell pod on instagram yes and tune in next week for the next one thanks for kissing and dwelling bye we'll never tell if you kiss and dwell